The scene, Gotham City's Chinatown. The time, the most important of all to our citizens of Oriental descent, the beginning of a new year, with all its hopes and fears. But hark, brave and bold ones, this is the year that Chinatown, Gotham City, and you will never forget. Now let's make this scene join the joyous festivities as they reach their colorful climax. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Brave and the Bob. And I am here with my co-host for this episode, Mr. Ed Moore. How are you, Ed? Doing just fine. Howdy, folks out there. Let's let's get together and talk about some Batman and dot dot dot. The Spectre. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I just more and more have an appreciation for the Brave and the Bold and Bob Haney, of course. You know, you can't uh, I can't go wrong there. I gotta always, you know, lead with him too, because his stories to me are just absolutely uh gonzo, but I do love them. And we don't have uh uh, my other uh, top guy for DC and especially Brave and the Bold, Jim Aparo in this one. But we do have some other good artists in it. But uh, yeah, Brave and the Bold 75 we're going to cover on this one. And this is, uh, you know, late 1967, early 1968 cover dated. Um, and it's a Neil Adams cover. So, wow. What do you think of this cover here? Ed? This is a spectacular cover. Well, you know, the first thing I thought about when I saw this cover was, man, they should have got Jim Aparo to do this. This Neil Adams dude ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> He's never going to make it, right? <laughs> no. What, what is this? You know, Aparo must have been sick and they just, you know, called in somebody or something. So, no, all of you guys listening, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, this th- this is uh, an awesome cover. Um, I I didn't necessarily know right off the bat looking at the cover that it was Neil Adams. But once I found that out, I'm like, Oh, okay. I can see it here, there. So awesome, awesome cover. Um, definitely see Batman. You know who he is. You can definitely see the Spectre. Uh, the question is this bad guy. Who is this bad guy? Because he looks really cool. He's holding holding off Batman with what might be like a, a an embiggened hand, if I can use that word, embiggened. I don't think it's claimed <laughs> by Captain Marvel or, you know, so... Um, and then the specter is like like lunging at him. And so, you know, this dude seems like almost he's more worried about Batman than he is specter because he's holding off Batman. Who is this? What is he doing? Yeah, this is an incredible cover. I love it. We have, you know, just, you know, the, the logo and it says Batman and the specter. And I like how where it says the specter, you have his face like in the corner mm-hmm. of the S there. That's really cool. And the grasp of Sean Z. And there's this like Asian looking character in this like kind of armor. And he, yeah, he's got Batman pinned up against the wall in what looks like a sewer and his like forearm and hand look like, you know, the size of like King Kong. Right. Yeah. Holding Batman fast to the wall. uh, The the villain's legs, though, however, it's like he's almost like a ghost from like the waist down. And that's pretty interesting considering, you know, it's the Spectre issue and he's kind of like ghostly, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a kind of that genie, you know, how the bottom is kind of. It, mm-hmm. it tapers like into smoke and yeah that's this sean z the armor that you mentioned is is like a uh like a samurai's armor yeah 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 from like you know feudal japan or something yeah 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 great stuff though but yeah can't go wrong again neil adams cover you know rest in peace we just lost him a few months ago as of this recording and you know a giant he's he's that's one of those guys that just cannot be replaced it's going to be 
hopefully a name and uh, artwork that'll uh, live on for a long, long time, you know, especially as long as, you know, we're going to talk about him, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, we will keep talking about him because he is, uh, was rather prolific when he was at, at his height and as prolific as he was, he was just as good an artist in, in my estimation. So between the two, yeah, there's, there's plenty of ammunition out there to talk about the man for sure. Yeah, and right before I launch into the uh, credits here, I will say this character actually does appear at least one, if not two more times, this Sean Z guy. I was thinking it was just going to be like a villain of the week, but I looked it up and I'm like, holy crap, he was in like, you know, a couple more comics after this. I was oh, like, cool. Okay. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wow, all right. That's that's the oh, maybe like it even better, I guess. I don't know. But uh, this is a script by uh, Zany Bob Haney, uh, my uh, hero. And <laughs> pencils by Ross Andrew and inks Mike Esposito. And, you know, they, they did quite a few little runs here and there on books for Marvel and DC. And uh, I do enjoy their work here. But uh, all right. So let's just dive into this one. So this is uh, uh, the synopsis for uh, In the Grasp of Shang-Zi. Uh, celebrations celebrating the Year of the Bat in Gotham City's Chinatown are interrupted by the arrival of Shang-Zi. He blocks a, he's a spirit, an ancient spirit who blocks off Chinatown from the rest of Gotham City with a mystical barrier as part of a plan to reinstate his thousand year rule on Earth. Trapped inside the city, Batman attempts to stop Shang Zi and is joined by the Spectre, who is able to transverse through the barrier. While the Spectre matches might and magic against Shang Zi, Batman tracks down the source of Shang Zi's power, a magical wheel, and smashes it with a batarang just as Shang Zi was gaining the upper hand against the Spectre. With the source of his power destroyed, Shang-Zi fades from existence and Chinatown is freed and the people there resume their celebration. So, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, overall, uh, this is crazy, but a really fun issue. Um, there are some, uh, you know, stereotypical things in it. It, yeah. it. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take me out of it. But, you know, if you're not ready for that kind of stuff, you, you might, you know, get taken out of it a little bit by that. But it, it just, you know. I'm, I can just kind of wire my brain to say, hey, this was many moons ago. So that's kind of how things were. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing with stuff like this, Billy, honestly, is just because we read it, we consume it doesn't mean we agree with it. And, sure. and you know, I can I can quite easily uh, th th that is a definite line for me that doesn't cause problems. I, I can be um, mm -hmm. involved to, to some extent with things that I don't necessarily agree with, because when I am done with that involvement, I can just move on. You know, it's not a, it's not a thing for me that sticks with me, but yeah, you're right. It's, you know, early, early seventies, uh, the depictions of non-Caucasian people aren't, uh, are, are far from accurate, uh, I guess is the, the gentlest way to put it and in that this is set in in chinatown unfortunately there's there's plenty of opportunities to uh misrepresent people in the story and 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 they do so you know there mm -hmm. we we acknowledge it and I, I don't agree with it i don't believe you agree with it and so we'll just you know move forward with what the story does and and keep in mind that yeah there there are those elements that are like eh, you know you could have done better uh, maybe I wish you had done better and we'll we'll leave it at that yeah the way I always get past this stuff is I think to myself I don't believe in my heart of hearts that any of these creators uh, you know willfully 
wrote or drew these things to be hurtful. You know what I mean? I think that's just, you right. know, that's, that, yeah. that's the biggest point of it. But <laughs> I love this first page. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know what to expect here. So on this very first splash page, they're talking about, you know, this big celebration in uh, Chinatown in Gotham City. And, you know, uh, the mayor of Chinatown is here and he's like, it's going to be the year of the bat. And now, my friends, welcome in the pride and humbleness, the symbol of a happy new year. Enter the bat. And we see this insane looking, I don't know, it does have wings, but otherwise I don't think it looks anything like a bat. But it has wings and it's like a guy in this crazy green suit with white stripes, jagged looking stripes down the sides of it and all these symbols on it and stuff. What do you make of this? (laughs) It's really colorful and I, I think they did an excellent job because to me, this was a balloon. That, you know, that's what I was expecting. You, <laughs> yeah. You've got a, a couple uh, or one. You've got at least one line here that looks like, yeah, it's it's a, a, a balloon, you know, being held by somebody. And it's just floating up like, you know, Macy's Day kind of thing mm-hmm. or something. So I'm like, OK, you got this big, funky colored balloon. Cool. <laughs> it's crazy. And the, of course, the onlookers are like, whoa, wow, cool. And then all of a sudden, busting out of this crazy suit, almost like it's just wrapping paper for a Christmas present is Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and automatically, I, I think back to the very first panel, and I'm like, how is he hanging up there if that was Batman? I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, and is he, what is he, like, for hire? Like, I don't understand. Oh, that. yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah. <laughs> he does birthday you, parties you can, or what? You know, you, you flip through the yellow pages, and you can hire a clowns, clowns, Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's great. The mayor says, my friends, our honored guest. And Batman says, thank you, Bill. I've had lots of honors in my career, but sincerely, never one I'll treasure more than this. If I knew more Chinese, I'd say this differently. But from the heart of Batman to all of you, happy new year. So uh, according to Batman, this is the highlight of his life. Flying into this new year celebration in this crappy like paper costume. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I, I challenge everybody listening to go out there and find another book where you actually see a smiling Batman say happy new year. I bet there aren't any or or aren't many if there are any others, but here you get to see that. Mm, Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, then the the caption box and as the year of the bat officially begins, you know, everybody's partying and going crazy here. It's the seventies. So, you know, the way people are dressed and they're dancing and everything is great. And Batman is talking to mayor bill here and he says, here we go. Haney. This is Batman speaking. Quite a shindig, Bill. Chinatown has changed a lot in recent years. <laughs> a yep. shindig? A shindig, yeah. <laughs> and he says, the mayor, check, Batman. Chinatown has changed. We have changed. The old ways are almost gone. Even the New Year celebration has changed. Instead of gong and flute, you hear bongos and electric guitars. And then we see Bill's son playing a guitar, and he's like, hey, isn't that your, this is Batman. Say, isn't that your son, Danny, on lead guitar? And he says, that's him. He's a real swinger. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, Haney's the best. This crazy dialogue that he thought was like cool people dialogue. Yeah, cool and hip. And it's what it's the way the kids talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, meanwhile, it's a guy that, you know, probably at the time was like our age writing this stuff, trying to sound like he was, you know, yeah. 19. <laughs> yep. It's fantastic. So, yeah, it's interesting, though, like they're having a good time. And then there's this guy in the background. He has his cape up. He almost looks like Dracula in the background creeping around. And it says, moments later, as the cloaked figure enters an abandoned warehouse, uh, he comes into this warehouse. And there's kind of like this, 
it almost looks like a, a water wheel, but like a tiny one, like almost mm-hmm. for like a hamster. And he pours this crazy uh, water or some kind of potion he has over it. And I guess it starts that in motion and, you know, kind of like amps up his powers here. And the next thing you know, he's out there on the stage and he's like giant size. And one of the onlookers, hey, Danny O, dig this cat. <laughs> and he says, crazy, man. Must be part of this year of the bat festivities. Wonder what his gig is. <laughs> Get, so again. I, did kids talk like that then? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was born in 68, but I was too little. I wasn't even probably talking much by this time. So I'm like, you know, is that, is that really what it was like? Or uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, right away, this guy says, cease these revels. I, the river Lord speak. And the younger crowd has no clue who this guy is, but the older generation senator, they know who it is. And, <laughs> I think this is the mayor's son, if I'm not mistaken. He looks at these old guys and says, what's with the old geezers? Must be part of the show. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I think wow. that's him. Holy crap, man. And he, like, uh, you know, again, grows to even bigger, you know, uh, size here where he's, like, like Godzilla size here. And that's when he uh, erects this, like, force field around uh, Chinatown. And, of course, there's a cop, and he's like, what's going on here? You know, we got to call headquarters. Something's up and Batman. Uh, Bill, what's that weird wall? Is it part of your bat celebration? And he's like, no, Batman, it's a mirage. After effects of the fireworks display and Batman tries to punch it. <coughs> what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that would be my first reaction too. Well, let's see. And Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah let's punch it. I'm like, yeah. what is he thinking? <laughs> but yeah, this, this Shang-Zi guy is kind of like a, you know, like a, a Fu Manchu kind of character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what he is, yeah. Yeah, some some kind of like you know my, mystical uh, Chinese or or Eastern sorcerer. I don't know if he's necessarily Chinese. I, I, he could be like M- Mongol in in uh, orientation or something like that. But yeah, some kind of uh, Eastern mystical kind of dude. Um, who was it? I, I didn't write it down. Who was you said did the art on this? Uh, it's uh, Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Ross Andrew. Okay, this this image of. Batman punching this wall is just something else. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a like a, a horizontal panel and it starts out at the far left with like Batman's foot and like he's lunging forward with a right hand and like smashes it and he's like oh it's solid as a rock and you see the sound effect thunk. <laughs> yeah, it he he's like I mean he he steps and and his stride has to be like 5 to 6 feet winding up to punch this wall. So, I mean, he he put literally his whole body into that punch just to see if the wall was real. Yeah, and it, <laughs> uh, here we go. This is the best, too. So he he's on the inside trying to figure it out. And we have Commissioner Gordon on the outside with his cops trying to figure it out. And, okay, so <laughs> this is insane. A cop says, there it is, Commissioner Gordon, just like I said, and it's real, hard as stone. And again, Haney's dialogue, Commissioner Gordon says, balderdash, some refraction effect. Scientific police research has met this kind of thing before. He says, come along, Corrigan. This might prove interesting. So then we see a caption box. Yes, that's famed detective Jim Corrigan with Gotham's Gotham's police commissioner. So here we are with Jim Corrigan, who is the specter. And he says to Gordon, Commissioner, when I came to Gotham to observe your police methods, I didn't bargain on wacky walls suddenly appearing from nowhere. And Gordon says, well, young fellow, watch how an old pro handles it. Solid, is it? 
Ram it, boys. Right, sir. And they have the paddy wagon, and they just smash into it head first. And it doesn't even budge. And one of my all-time favorite uh, comic book uh, exclamations, great guns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it, it doesn't even work. And Commissioner uh, Gordon, hit it again harder, boys. And uh, Jim Corrigan says, hold it, Commissioner. You'll endanger your men. That thing's real, all right. And I'm thinking, so the young guy has to tell the old guy that's supposed to have all this experience not to tell his men to do something because it was going to hurt them. <laughs> now, my understanding was that Jim, that, that, that Corrigan was based in, like, New York City. It isn't Gotham New York, New York City? I mean, is, well, isn't that what it's supposed to be? I can tell you what. So Haney, um, he didn't give a crap about any kind of continuity. So if you read that, uh, the uh, Fleischer apparel uh, specter run from around this time, maybe a little bit earlier than this. Right. They, they never, there was one reference in one of those 10 issues where the specter said something about Clark Kent, I think, like oh. a, being a oh. reporter. Okay. Which is bizarre. It was a very bizarre reference. One time, never again did you ever get any impression that the specter was on the same earth as everyone else in the DC universe. But I think Haney just didn't give a crap and was like, oh, yeah, that specter guy, he's pretty cool. I think I'm going to write a story about him having a battle with this mystical Asian guy. And that was it. He didn't care about any okay. kind of continuity or anything. And, and for, for those out there that know much more about this than I do, um, are, are we also maybe running into a situation where um, Corrigan is Earth-1 and this Batman is Earth-2? Is that possible? Or is this Earth-1 Batman also with Corrigan? You know, I, I did. I don't know. Yeah, I came across this with uh, another uh, guest on a previous episode where I don't know where I read this, but somebody had said at some point, one of the editors at DC said anytime they had an issue, because I guess they had people writing in sometimes and complaining when Haney would write some of these crazy stories that just didn't fit in anywhere or make sense or whatever. Right, right. They, that the, the response was always from this editor that it was on. When, when Haney wrote a story, it was on, I can't remember if they said Earth B or Earth H, you know, for Bob and Haney. Haney. That's, where these, okay. that's where these stories take okay. place. <laughs> okay. I got it. They're so, and, yeah, they're so out there. Yeah, you can't that, even that's put them fine. in anywhere. Yeah, if that's what it is. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can't put them in a box anywhere and say they were on this Earth at this time because they just, he always had stuff in his stories that just were so out there. They just didn't make any sense to fit in with anything else going on in the DC universe. So the editors were like, screw it. He was in his own universe. Right. It's his own thing. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But yeah, then uh, the mayor and Batman and the mayor's son start to have some, uh, you know, uh, a conversation about what's going on here. And, you know, the, the older uh, Asian people there that are like, you know, bowing because they, you know, they, they've heard of this river lord guy and he's powerful and this and that. And Batman's like, all right, well, hey, man, I'll get right on the case here. I'll figure this out. Because initially he says, you know, this is a bunch of shenanigans. And the mayor's like, yeah, that wall's not shenanigans, dude. Where'd that come from? And Batman, mm, you're right, Bill. It does exist. <laughs> so Batman, he's like, all right, yeah. screw it. I'll help. <laughs> They're slamming his fist into it. He's like, oh, yeah, it is there. Yeah, right? And it's like, yes, Batman, there is really one there. And 
Uh, of course, on the outside, Commissioner Gordon and Corrigan are still there. And Commissioner Gordon, ha, 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 I'm going to send the chopper in there. And it does look like it's just a wall on four sides. But apparently there's like a force field even over the top because the chopper can't even get in there and kind of hits it and goes flying off into nowhere. And then Corrigan vanishes. And Gordon is like, Corrigan, where is he? He's vanished. And nearby, in hiding, Detective Jim Corrigan calls forth the ghostly alter ego that dwells within him that most fantastic of all superheroes, the Spectre. And he just kind of like changes right into the Spectre. But this is something I didn't, uh, I get either that Haney was playing a little fast and loose with here. You still see Corrigan standing there after the Spectre kind of like comes out of him, like a ghost coming out of. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is the, the, like he is not the host, but he's like the vessel that the, the Spectre is in and he can come in and out of that vessel. Like you would pour liquid out of a, out of a can or something. Yeah. Yeah. And when you saw those, like, again, to reference those Fleischer and Aparo stories, that's not how it was. It was, it was the same guy. Yeah. And I don't think just Fleischer Apero. I, I think like most everybody else has said it's one being and yeah. and he switches how he looks basically is what it is. A lot like Martian Manhunter would do, you know, something like yeah, that. So like a shape shifting almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not like this. Yeah. Ghosty. Um, almost, almost like um, uh, Dead Man, you know, how he will yeah. possess a body, but then he can leave the body, too. And yeah. Uh, this is the first place and maybe the only place that I've seen the, the specter represented that way. Yeah. And he goes right through this crazy barrier. Like it's nothing. And right away that Sean Z is there and he goes, Hark, someone has passed the impassable and immortal of great power. I must change myself and perform my mission quickly. And he changes himself into a rat. And I thought, well, I'm sure there's plenty of them running around Gotham. So he won't even be noticed. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> not a problem he'll blend in that way yeah i love how hark how he starts out that heart yeah it's like <laughs> you're you're a far eastern mage and that is the word that comes to mind okay yeah uh, man yeah haney was out there i love it <laughs> so then we get a, a panel here uh, on the next page page eight there where batman's swinging away like on his bat rope like he's going to figure this out and then we get a point where uh we see uh later in uh mayor bill's office he goes, a rat on my desk. And then it changes into this Sean Z guy. And he's like, by my ancestor, Sean Z. And this crazy guy says, cower at my power, fool. I come to tell you the price my mastery demands. Only the most precious thing you possess. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> so we move on to part two of this story. And this Sean Z basically says, I need a new uh, vessel to take my place because I've been around for centuries and you know, I'm getting old. And he's like, I choose my successor, your son. So he wants Mayor Bill's son to be the next Sean Z. And uh, Mayor Bill is not real fond of that. So he does, you know, like all mayors do, opens a desk drawer and pulls out a pistol and starts shooting at him. <laughs> uh, something I noticed here back in that in the in the first section, uh, the, fir the first third of the, mm -hmm. of the story or the first of three stories, first chapter, I guess. Mm -hmm. He he never says that his name is Sean Z. No, he he is recognized by the elders and they call him by name. But, you know, he never says his own name aloud to tell people that that is his name. So after hearing it, everyone just assumes that that's correct. I, I, I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. He just refers himself. It was like what the the river 
something uh, yeah. yellow river that, that that's one of the the major rivers in in uh china i believe but you know just yeah it's like well i heard that they were called this so i'm going to call them that too and i'm thinking well but what if they're wrong and y'all are calling this dude by this name and that's not his name but mm-hmm. it, i mean it doesn't happen but i just thought well that's that's weird everybody's just going on you know it's that hearsay kind of thing you know somebody said it and everybody else just picks it up well kind of like what happens online nowadays but (laughs) so i'm like okay yeah he he calls himself the river lord but yeah he never says sean z no (laughs) everybody else does and all the references in the story are to him but he never until much later in the story uh refers to himself by that name so i'm like well how, how do you know that's him? Just because, you know, Brother Lopan over here said that that was his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, too. After uh, Mayor Bill tries to shoot him and it doesn't work, he says, I'll destroy you with my bare hands or die. Uh, yeah, there we go. What? A gun's uh, not going to stop him, but your bare hands can? Okay. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He jumps at him, though, and he changes into a snake then and slithers away. <laughs> that's A great. rat and then a snake, I guess. Because those are like vermin, so those are the forms he's he's taking on since he's a bad guy, not like well, an eagle or you know a swallow or something like that. It's a rat and a snake. Well, yeah, and then don't they have like you know on their calendars like the year of the rat, the year of the bat, the year of the snake? I think is that why he's changing into those specific animals? Maybe could be, but they also have the year of the horse and the year of the monkey. So the dog I mean, too, I think. And he does yeah. So I mean, those so. are those are a little a, a little more innocuous <laughs> than a rat and a snake. But okay, <laughs> that's great. But Batman, he comes swinging into the window, you know, two seconds too late as usual. And Mayor Bill's like, "You're too late." He was just here, and he tells him about the ultimatum he was given of, you know, uh, you know, my son is going to be the new uh, Shanzi, or else, uh, you know, we're we're doomed. And <laughs> he goes, "What can we do?" And Batman says. Keep your chin up, Bill. Long as the old bat guy can still swing on a rope, we're not licked. I'm like, the old bat the, guy? Yeah, okay. What? Yeah. Ba- <laughs> Batman not taking himself too seriously there. Yeah, this is great, man. Batman, uh, Haney Batman is the best Batman ever because he's lost his mind. <laughs> 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 yeah, so th- we get the specter flying around here, and he says, this unknown foe who created that wall, he's near. His astral emanations are everywhere, and he splits up into like what one, two, three, four, five different five specters, yeah. and he's creeping around. And one of them comes upon a dog in an alleyway that's got these creepy white eyes and uh, great shades. It's him, the one I seek. He's the dog, and he uh, confronts the dog, and the dog quickly changes back into Shanzi, and uh, they introduce themselves to each other. And the next thing you know, we have Shanzi putting a full Nelson on the uh, the specter here. Yep. And he's getting weak because he split himself into five different specters. So each of them only has 20% power. So he's getting whooped. I I didn't realize the specter worked that way either. (laughs) Uh, Okay. It is great. But yeah, Batman's swinging down from God only knows where. I mean, is there like a skyscraper Uh, here or what? Yeah, it's it, he is swinging, looking down on all of these other things. So, yeah, obviously the rope he's on has to be even higher. I, I don't know what it could be, but maybe it's the same way that at the very beginning he was able to float like a balloon. <laughs> he was flying, basically. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's <laughs> it. We don't know. Well, that's great. But, oh, yeah, he sees the four of the specters heading in a general direction. And 
they all go back to the one specter that's getting his butt whooped here by Sean Z. And then I'll, you know, he's can uh, take on Sean Z here. Mono Imano because he's got his power here, but Batman's like, Oh, don't worry, pal. I'll help you. And Sean Z picks up Batman and chucks him across the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, that's great. But yeah, they have a, a one-on-one fight where, you know, Sean Z's like this giant and the specter's like, I can make myself a giant too. And, you know, they're going to fight. And then Sean Z makes himself small again and then changes into a three headed dragon here. And they're fighting each other. And uh, this Sean Z guy, he really proves to be, you know, more than a match uh, for the specter here. He really has him on the ropes, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he can change form. He can change size. He has magic. He can, uh, change into uh, dragons that can spit fire. And then he changes a portion of himself into a ship that, uh, yeah, he he could basically, he can do anything that he wants. Yeah. If he can think it, he can do it. And he puts the specter on this crazy ship as he's, you know, tied up with these snakes or dragons or whatever you want to call them. And he says, he's going to, you know, ship them off towards the sky. And he's like, farewell being of mighty power. <laughs> but then Batman throws up a grappling hook and, He's able to pull himself free uh, because it's wrapped around a chimney of one of the buildings. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, this guy's power can defeat that, but it can't defeat a chimney. Apparently it can stop the specter. And, and two, you know, at first I thought that Shenji had uh, changed himself into these dragons, but when he used the dragons to uh, tie up the specter, he then is, over here, you know, on the ground, yeah. on, on one of the panels. So it's like, I guess he conjured those rather than actually turned into them. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool though. I mean, it's some good visuals in here and some pretty wild uh, action scenes, but uh, then we, uh, you know, Batman saves a day and they hear a drum beating and they go and they find uh, the townspeople being led by mayor bill. And they've got uh, the, his son and, you know, they're going to hand his son over to this guy because, you know, hey, what else are they supposed to do? Let all these other people get killed. So they're doing their little, like, crazy march here. But all of a sudden, Mayor Bill uh, <laughs> chucked a fortune cookie onto the ground, and it had a little message in it for uh, Batman. And uh, it's it tells Batman and the Spectre where they're taking his son, Danny, and they're going to go confront him. And I like this panel, too. It's a story page 18 where uh, Danny is there and uh, he was, you know, waiting for uh, him to uh, Sean Z to come, you know, get him and possess him or whatever. And there's a crazy lizard there now. So now he turned into a lizard and mm-hmm. the lizard is trying to like, well, he's trying to hypnotize him or what? But he starts like zapping him with these crazy eye beams. What do you think of that? I yeah, I, I wondered if if that was like, yeah, hypnotism or was he trying to to do something physically to the boy or was he trying to like uh, t- take him over or get into his body or something? I, I wasn't quite sure uh, just off of that first panel, what, <laughs> what Sean Z was doing there. Yeah, it is kind of bizarre. Cause I thought it was like, like kind of transferring himself into this kid. Yeah. I don't know, but don't worry. Batman leaps out of the drum because he was hiding inside it. And I thought, how did he get inside that I, drum? Yeah, no, we, we can't ask that. That's a, you know, we, we, we just got to go along with it. Okay. He was hiding in the drum. Okay. And Fatum, he jumps out and he's going to fight Sean Z, a guy that the specter couldn't even stop. He's just going to like, you know, fisticuffs fight him. Okay, dude. Right. He's going to Batman him is, is what it is. That's Batman's power is that he's Batman. So 
Yeah, so I guess what Batman was thinking was he was going to jump out and surprise Sean Z and attack him while he was a lizard. So then he'd be able to defeat him. <laughs> uh, okay, I think he still has all the same power in there and strength, even though he's a lizard form, dude. But he, that quick, he makes himself back into his human size and, you know, slaps Batman down. <laughs> I love how Batman's holding his head and there's the crazy, like, stars over his head like he just got punched. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now he takes Danny away, and there's Batman and the Spectre leaving the, to realize, like, well, what are we going to do here? Like, we don't know how to do this. And, oh, I think he went down into the sewers. So they go down into the sewers after him. And, hey, I'll, I'll give uh, Neil Adams some credit here. There's a, a story page here that looks almost exactly like the cover page. So I thought, I wonder which came first. Uh, good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. You 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 know you, you know that, that the cover assignments are typically just handed out um mm -hmm. i don't know that they are nowadays i'm pretty sure that they're not they're handed out way ahead of time um but maybe at this point they're handed out with some aspect of like a script or something because this mm -hmm. is very close you could just say that the difference is in the interpretation of what the two artists were told even mm -hmm. yeah they're, it they're just... that close together yeah yeah, and that's the thing. If it would have been Neil Adams' cover and Neil Adams' interiors, I would be like, okay, cool, I, I get that, but it's not. It's you know a completely different art team, but the image really, like, if you just flip back and forth, it is almost like, it's like probably like 80, 90% exactly the same. Right, right, yeah. But it's great, so, <laughs> yeah, so Batman tries to take him on again, which makes no sense, and he starts kind of slapping Batman down, and he has him up against the wall, and then uh, the Spectre just at the last second comes in for the rescue and pries the hand away from Batman. And, you know, the Spectre's like, all right, we're going to fight again, pal. And in the meantime, though, Batman's like, uh, I know this isn't going to work. Like, we know, I know we can't stop him. So we got to figure out what's going on. And that's when he uh, finds uh, Danny, you know, the mayor's son. And he's, uh, he's going through with the like little ceremony here with this little water wheel to, you know, become the new Sean Z. And then Batman just at the nick of time with the Batarang smash crash and destroys the thing. And we go back to the sewers and the Spectre's in some pretty bad shape here. Why did Batman choose to follow him in the middle of the fight? Yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I guess that's another one of those things we're not supposed to ask. Yeah. Because he knows the Spectre can't handle him. He already got butt his butt whooped by this guy. Why would you leave him there by himself? Well, you know, I could think that maybe the thought was, well, I know what to do. So while the specter is holding him off, I'll go do it so that we can finally defeat the bad guy, whatever that key thing is. But that's not my impression of the way that the story is written. It, it's like this thing is going on over here between Shanzi and the specter. And then almost separately, this thing is going on over here with Batman following Danny. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's yeah, nothing it's, to indicate that anything Danny is going to do is going to affect anything. You know, Batman says that Danny is under Sean Z's spell. OK, mm -hmm. to to do what? I mean, how, you know, how does he know the the is he the, you know, omnipresent Batman? And he just he, he knows. Mm hmm. And then I, we get back to the sewers and that Sean Z guy, he's like. It almost seems like he's going to kill the Spectre, which I kind of found weird because it's not like he's using magic on him or anything like that. He just has him in a bear hug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says, you weaken Spectre. And I thought, why is he getting weaker? Just because this guy's bear hugging him or 
is have something magical about it or whatever, but Batman destroying that water wheel kind of uh, then makes Sean Z kind of disappear here. He's like, you know, losing his power because I guess that's where he drew all his power from. So, you know, the Batman saved the day, right? <laughs> what, what, did, what did the fireworks do? Yeah, it was bizarre. He goes, this is funny. He goes, they went into that old crazy warehouse, right? And that's right. where the water wheel was. And I'm assuming right. that's where some of the fireworks were too. And you actually don't know, as he has the specter in this bear hug and he's killing the specter, it just says, but at that moment, and he's like, I blazing energy overpowering my last strength. And then he drops the specter and the specter says he loosened his grasp. I'm free. And then you see just all this, like these red, they almost look like laser beams. going. Yeah. They look him. like ray beams of some sort. Yeah. And he says, my power's draining. I fade. I die getting smaller and smaller. And you flip the page and <laughs> specter says, the Sean Z gone forever. That blast canceled his last bit of power. Batman, Danny, what? And Batman says, fireworks, Spectre. Good old celebration fireworks. I found in a warehouse where Danny almost started a new career. Lucky I got to him and back here in time. And the Spectre says, good thinking, Batman. Those rockets were just the thing to speed up Shanzi's death. What? Yeah, Batman here. Also, he's holding a couple bottle rockets, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how? What? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, somebody should tell Batman those are illegal in some states. Yeah, really. Still, yet it's like um, <laughs> you, you can't have those. Uh -huh. And then uh, we back to the Chinese New Year celebration. Everybody's back to partying, and they have a giant bat effigy in the air for one of their fireworks. And mm -hmm. yeah. spectacular. Spectre, I guess that needs no translation. Batman, happy year of the bat. And Batman says, thanks, Spectre. And if there's ever a year of the Spectre, I'll, it'll get my vote. <laughs> Mayor Bill, it would honor all of us here with the Shanzi's death. The wall vanished. We are free. A happy new year to all. So, okay. Yeah. So many crazy things in here. It's just. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> Haney just wanted to write from A to Z and there weren't necessarily all the other letters in between there. It was just A and Z. So, yeah, he was really off the rails with this one. And again, it, it I, I love it. This, <laughs> that that makes it even uh, more the uh, fun for me because off the rails Haney is Haney ninety percent of the time, and it's why I love him. <laughs> well, and you know when I read this story earlier today, these things that I'm talking about now didn't strike me then. Only now when I slow down and I'm looking at things, you know, as you're talking and then I'm talking about based on this picture, slowing down and trying to take everything in. I'm like, wait, th there's a piece missing here. Uh, hang, hang on. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I, I guess it's all a matter of how you read Haney as to whether it works or, well, you know, there are some problems. But mm -hmm. I, I I definitely enjoyed the book. The, the trip uh, was was worth the trip. Um, I think some sometimes I missed like some of the stops on the trip, but overall the trip itself was was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I understand how some people don't like Bob Haney's writing just because it is so wild and crazy and doesn't fit in anywhere as far as continuity most of the time and all that stuff. I totally get that, and that's you know, I that's a fair criticism. And then uh, I also understand that you know some people you know, might not like his dialogue because it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> you have people saying things they normally don't say. 
again, I totally, those are all fair criticisms that are levied against him. I, I completely get it, but I find his stories to be so crazy, so outlandish that I have such a good time with them. They're so fun. And I just, I, I you know, you already have to suspend belief to read a comic book. So right. you just have to turn that dial a little bit further uh, for a Haney comic. Yeah, just a little bit more. And Haney is fine. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, if you want to turn the, the dial to five when you try to read a comic to, you know, suspend disbelief, just turn it to like an eight or a nine or even yeah, a 9.5. That, that's all. Just a little bit more. No, no big deal. <laughs> you're, you're already on the way. Just, you know, keep going a little bit. And Haney makes sense all the way through every time. Yeah, and I did write down one of the uh, uh, the next appearances of this crazy Sean Z. It was in Brave and the Bold again, number 137. Oh, wow. Did, did Haney write that one too? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he must have remembered and, and brought him back, the, uh, a return engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, so again, I, I really, if there was one criticism of the issue, it was how it ended. I think that was kind of lame. But other than that, again, I have uh, so much fun with this. And I do like... Um, you know, uh, the, the art team as well, you know, Andrew and Esposito, I do love Jim Aparo. He's my favorite DC artist. So I love him best on this title. Uh, but they, they still did a pretty good job. You know, like sometimes I think of them as being a little more cartoony, but they actually did a pretty good job with this one. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I wonder why he picked Chinese new year. Cause isn't that in January typically? I think so. Yeah. And when was this? <laughs> well, no, this was December, January. Okay. So this was in essence, like, the same as like putting out a Christmas issue, only he went uh, over the calendar a little bit and did a Chinese New Year for what would have been a New Year comic book sort of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wonder. Maybe he looked at it and was like, hey, I don't ever remember anybody doing a Chinese New Year story, so I'll do one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it'll still be on the stands then. So let's let's make it Chinese New Year is the theme. Mm-hmm. And he's crazy enough to think that way. And I love it. So, okay. <laughs> so if there was one thing about this issue, whether it was, you know, the dialogue or a story part or something like that, a, a Haneyism, if you will, uh, from this thing that you could uh, pick out, uh, what would it be? Maybe? Uh, it, it, it's both a positive and a negative, but how, how did the fireworks mess with the, with the, the bad guy? I, I, I don't <laughs> get it. It's like, OK, you you know, he made them look like like you said, you know, like they were laser blasts or something like that. Yeah, but of course. None of the characters in the book had that power. Oh, and here comes Batman with some bottle rockets. Oh, we just set off some fireworks and it and it did what? <laughs> what did it do to this big mystic dude that was holding his own against the specter? I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> I just think, why not just end it when you destroyed the water wheel? Yes. Why wasn't that enough? Exactly. Yeah. That that was giving him his power or was going to. He was already running low. And mm-hmm. so this was going to be his big battery and you destroyed it. So he just kept running low until he had none left. OK. Yeah, I feel but, like any other sane rider, that's where it would have stopped with the water wheel. But because it's Haney, that's why it went down the fireworks road. <laughs> well, also, though, I guess because it was Chinese New Year, fireworks are very popularly done. Um, for Chinese New Year. So I guess that's why he, because they they showed as part of the celebration, you know, and other aspects of the story, but Mm -hmm. not like a main, main part of the story. It was part of the setting, not part of the story. Yeah. Uh, So I guess he just wanted to make it an actual part of the story, um, which is, you know, okay, it's Chinese New Year. You want to use fireworks for something. That's cool. But still the way he used them, it's like, how, yeah, I, I don't get how that worked. 
<laughs> yeah, no. So for me, the one thing I mean, I could point out 15 things from every one of these crazy <laughs> sure. comics. But to me, the, the, the part that really stood out to me that I was like, what is going on here was that opening splash page with Batman in that crazy oh, in the- <laughs> paper because he rips it off like like wrapping paper from a Christmas present. Yeah. What? How was he jumping around in this and that wouldn't rip while he's jumping around and squatting and bending his knees? What yep. the heck? Like, how did he even get into this costume? And it's a full-on costume all the way down to the feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is like, completely covered in that in that green, uh, like you said, like wrapping paper. It, it's like he got wrapped up in wrapping paper. Yeah, it's like the pajamas we had when we were kids that had the feet in them and everything. Yes, it's crazy. Yes. I was just like, what the? Uh, that just that was it for me. From there on out, I, everything else was fun and cool and. Lots of other crazy dialogue moments like you get with Haney, but that was a moment that still stuck with me <laughs> from beginning to end. Like, what was he yep. smoking? <laughs> That's fair. And, and it was never touched on after that. It was like, oh, pow, here it is. Move on with the story. There was the, so, And that's what he did with a lot of the things. It's like, bam, here it is. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, and again, that's again, that's fine with me. You, you got to just suspend the disbelief and even sure. even more with uh, Mr. Haney here. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up here, Ed. So. Uh, oh, I uh, see what you did. Wrap, yeah. Wrap us whoa. Up. Hey. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you this one you can find in this uh, omnibus edition or the showcase presents the specter showcase brave and the bold and then it's also in the specter wrath of the specter omnibus edition which i would love to have that so i might have to see if i can find a deal on that one too <laughs> so yeah if you want to get out there and get this one get it it's hilarious it's fantastic and it's haney so get it right <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> all right ed so uh if anybody's looking for you they can find you on twitter correct Yes, yes, you can find me under Teal Productions. Uh, Teal is T-E-A-L. So I'm always on Twitter. Just tweet me, message me, whatever, and uh, chances are I'll get back to you within probably a couple hours, typically. Yeah, and then uh, keep an eye on his uh, Twitter feed uh, for all his podcasting efforts, which, you know, Dr. Fate, Superman, and Thor. It's uh, lots of good stuff out there. So keep an eye out uh, on your feed, right, for all your newest episodes. Absolutely, yeah, every every podcast that that i do now fortunately uh i have finally made the break and i'm on other podcast no i'm kidding um (laughs) all all the podcasts that i make yeah i I post uh when i put them out on twitter you can see them you can respond there um listen to one of them and there's any host of other ways that you can leave feedback for the shows or whatever emails and all that but yeah always when i put something new out i put it on my my twitter teal productions Mm -hmm. so yep everybody get out there and look for ed there and uh, follow him on there and follow his shows and check his shows out, too, because there's a lot of good stuff there. So, all right, my friend, that's going to be it for this one. So uh, I'm going to let you go here and then uh, I will see you again uh, shortly. Right. All righty. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, sir. I, I had a really good time talking about some uh, Haney here on Brave and the Bob. All right. So let's uh, jump out of here and uh, wrap up the show. Okay, that's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Once again, uh, I want to thank Ed for being on the show. A uh, really good guy, and by now you've heard uh, he and I talk about some horror comics as well. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk some more horror and uh, Brave and the Bold and stuff like that going forward. You know, Ed's a real good guy. He's got some good shows. Definitely uh, give him a follow on Twitter there, at Teal Productions, and 
and check out his other podcasts as well. You know, you can be into Doctor Who or Superman or, you know, Boom Studios. Uh, there's a lot of things he's into. So definitely check out his uh, array of uh, comic book podcasts. All right, everybody. Take care.